Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. You know, uh, we uh, Ken's away today. We went through this uh, very difficult period for about uh, 10 days or so with uh, extreme heat. And uh, every day a flex alert. Uh, and the scrambling that was going on behind the scenes uh, in uh, with the California Independent System Operator. It's called Cal ISO, and they run the electrical grid because we were using more megawatts of electricity than they could make. And they bailed themselves out by buying electricity from other states at the last minute, uh, firing up plants that they long wanted to close, and they're not able to. And what's weird is it was it was 10 days of the flex alerts, 10 days of the 100-plus degree heat, and 10 days of wondering if a blackout was going to hit. You had them idiotically announcing one week that they're going to ban the gas-powered cars from being sold in this state, and then the next week saying, well, you can't charge your electric cars, at least between 4 and 9 o'clock, which is when people generally come home from work. And the reason that they're in this corner that no other state is is they as you know a third of our energy or more comes from solar and wind and in late afternoon the sun starts to set and when the sun is at a lower and lower angle the solar panels get less energy and eventually the sun goes down and that's exactly when people come home and they turn on the air conditioning and they turn on their appliances, the washer, the dryer, kitchen appliances, televisions. They charge their electric cars if they have them. 
although that still is a very tiny, tiny percentage of the, of the public. And that week when we were in the middle of uh, the shutdown, we had Michael Schellenberger on, who has made a name for himself by talking bluntly about what's really going on with energy in California. And he's telling the truth. Nobody ever refutes him. And he has an interesting background, as I've mentioned many times. He, he comes from being a left-wing activist on energy, committed to green energy 30 years ago, also homeless as well. He was committed to all the progressive solutions for the homeless. And gradually he realized in, on both counts, the progressives were completely wrong. They were just flat-out nuts in what they were pushing. And he has since come to the realization that really the only energy that is reliable and entirely clean in terms of greenhouse gases is nuclear energy. And we've shut down all our nuclear power plants except for one in San Luis Obispo. And we were going to shut that one down very soon. Now, that plant accounts for, it was, uh, it's called Diablo Canyon. Counts for nine percent of the energy we get. We we cannot do without nine percent of the energy. Nine percent of the energy is a hundred percent of a blackout. All right, you can't you can't you can't even fall you know a little bit short, let alone nine percent. So anyway, I saw two things today or this week. Michael Schellenberg, Schellenberger, he is an activist who's become rational. And then I read a piece in the LA Times today by an activist who is. A complete lunatic. And his name is Michael Schneider. And he's with, uh, he, he's with a, an activist group that promotes electric cars and bike riding. I'll get to Michael Schneider's piece in just a minute. But I want to read you from Michael Schellenberger first. Um, he talks first about how currently political leaders here in this country and in Europe have been pushing towards green energy. Biden signed legislation that's going to spend $370 billion on wind and solar and electric cars. California legislators want to spend $54 billion on green technology and restrict oil and gas drilling, ban the sale of gas-powered cars. The president of the European Commission said in the last week that massive investments in renewables are necessary. But he says appearances can be deceiving. He says, in truth, the energy crisis is rapidly exposing the limits of renewables and the need for fossil fuels. And here's what's been going on behind the scenes. Doesn't get the same rah-rah cheering headlines. Recognizing the political threat of high gasoline prices, Joe Biden has released so much petroleum from the nation's strategic petroleum reserves they're at their lowest level in nearly 30 years. He did it because he had to. He had to increase the supply to lower the price a little bit. Then he talked about how six days after the sale of gas-powered cars were banned, they were telling residents not to charge their vehicles from 4 to 9 o'clock. And in Europe, governments will spend over $50 billion this winter on new and refurbished coal and natural gas supplies and equipment because they don't have the wind and solar either. Uh, and he says fossil fuels are still 82% of global energy, down only 1% in the last three years. 
Solar and wind supply just 5% of global energy, but about 35% here in California. And that's why we're the only state worrying about blackouts. The rest of the world averages out to 5%, and we're at 35%. Now, nobody else is having blackouts. We are. And he writes that places with heavy renewables are reaching their limits. The amount of zero-carbon electricity that California generated actually declined by 10% over the last decade. It went down because we have less hydroelectric power from dams due to the drought. And we closed the San Onofre nuclear plant down in the San Diego area 10 years ago. That, provide ni- that provided 9% of our total electricity. Stupid, right? Nuclear energy is clean energy, no greenhouse gases. We closed San Onofre. We came this close to closing Diablo Canyon. Even in Germany, the total amount of electricity from renewables declined last year. California, he says, invested billions of dollars in batteries to prevent blackouts and prove that batteries are no substitute for natural gas. Get this statistic. And this is true. To store just 12 hours of electricity for the United States. So for the, for the United States to run for 12 hours on electricity stored in batteries would cost one and a half trillion dollars. One and a half trillion dollars. So to keep this country running from now until uh, four o'clock uh, this morning, a trillion and a half. And you're going to see that solar and wind projects require a lot of natural resources. They require 300% more copper, 700% more rare earth materials. Wind, solar, and batteries require 1,000% more steel, concrete, and glass, 300% more copper, 4,200% more lithium, 2,500% more graphite, 1,900% more nickel, and 700% more rare earths than fossil fuels to produce the same amount of energy. So what does that tell you? It tells you that all the hype you've been hearing is a load of nonsense. We're never going to be able to make enough energy from this. We're never going to have the money to do it. And it's going to cause us to consume a lot of natural resources. Many of the natural resources we have no control over because they're in foreign countries. They're in mines that China and other unfriendly nations run. Now, that's the reality of the situation. And you could uh, bitch and moan all you want about it and call him names, make all kinds of claims. It's the truth. It's not ref- it's irrefutable. And you will see how this plays out over the next 10 to 20 years. People will look back at what Schellenberger is writing today and say, wow, this guy nailed it. This guy was right because, you know, this is, this is not disputable. Either the materials are there or it's not. Either the solar and wind energy produces or it doesn't. Either you you have a trillion and a half dollars for 12 hours of battery life or you don't. When we come back, I'll read you Michael Schneider. He's with with an environmental group, and he's in total fantasy land as to what life should be like here in Southern California. Tell you about that when we come back. John and Ken Show, Michael Schneider. 
is the founder of Streets for All. He's an activist, and he wrote a piece in the Los Angeles Times, and he's absolutely the opposite of Michael Schellenberger because what Michael Schneider writes is about his fantasy world that he and other activists would like to see happen. And, and one thing about activists, and I don't care what the issue is, they are never satisfied. They're always pushing for more. Never give them an inch, hoping they'll be satisfied and go away. They're going to come right back. There's no pleasing them. It's never enough. They have long-term plans that are far more extensive than they're willing to talk about right now. Although Schneider gives some hints here in this piece and opens it with um, about how wonderful it's going to be to have an electric car mandated by 2035. Car exhaust is the single biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions in California. So this will make a huge dent in fighting climate change. Now, conveniently ignores that California is one tiny little blip on the global map. And there is nothing we do, even if we all committed suicide. And sometimes I think that's what these activists wish, is that the human race would just commit mass suicide. And then we would stop fouling Mother Earth. But even if we all did off ourselves, it's going to have no effect on the climate. We're too small. Um, but he says, even if we go to electric cars, electric cars still pollute. But Because he says the process of producing and transporting them creates pollution. According to the International Energy Agency, the average gas-powered car will create 42 tons of carbon dioxide during its lifetime, compared to 21 tons of carbon dioxide from an electric vehicle. So it's 50% less, but it's still a lot. Here's the warning. It means getting an electric vehicle is not going to satisfy Michael Schneider and the other activists and their groups. And as you read through this thing, you'll see this is just the beginning. Right now, it's like, oh, okay, we'll let you drive an electric car. That's not the end of their agenda. Because he starts going through all the other pollution that goes on. Not just, well, he goes... Global competition to procure rare earth materials. And in this case, he's saying exactly what Michael Schellenberger said in the previous segment that I read. And we used to be dependent on the Middle East for oil. In fact, we still are. We're going to be dependent on China to produce the rare earth materials because they own the rights to a lot of them, especially in Africa. And he says the second is power capacity. He says, last week they told electric vehicle owners not to charge their vehicles. And at this time, only 1.9% of cars in California are EVs. 1.9%. What happens when that number is 5% or 20%? This is what we've been telling you. There's no electrical grid. If we're out of electricity with less than 2% electric vehicles, yeah, what do we do when it doubles? What do we do when we hit 100%, which is supposedly the goal here? He says, without a dramatic increase in power production from clean sources, it won't be possible to supply power to all the EVs without ramping up coal and natural gas to generate electricity. I had a friend of mine actually tell me this the other day. He was having this debate with a woman in his office, and she was all in on electric vehicles. And he was saying, 
well, don't you understand that electric vehicles are going to require fossil fuels to create the electricity? And she goes, no, no, no. Well, he said, well, where do you think electricity comes from? And she says, well, what do you mean, where does electricity come from? He goes, where do you think electricity comes from? And she says, well, it's just there. It's electricity. She actually meant the professional woman thought that electricity is just there. You know, you plug in the cord and you get the electricity. You turn on the light, there's electricity. No, you have to burn coal or natural gas or nuclear power. You have to burn something to create the electricity. It's not just there. We don't suck it out of lightning bolts. So um, he says electric cars are going to be just as dangerous for people on the streets. You get hit by an electric car. It's just like getting hit by a gas-powered car. You see where he's going here? This Streets for All group that he represents, they want everybody walking and biking and taking filthy public transit with all the mental patients and the drug addicts. Then he talks about all the money we spend on highways. And if all cars were electric, we would still be spending a disproportionate amount of money building and maintaining our car infrastructure with little left over to build world-class high-speed rail. Here we go. Finally, after about eight paragraphs, he reveals his true agenda. High-speed rail, bus and bike infrastructure inside and between our cities. He says electric cars aren't a panacea to solve climate change. Who knew? All of a sudden, now that they passed the ban on gas-powered cars, he's saying, well, that's really not going to solve climate change. Yeah, no kidding. So the next step is to get rid of your electric car and sit on one of those really cool high-speed trains that they're not building, that they're incapable of building. Oh, yes, and get on your bike because, you know, Biking from the west side to Burbank over the Santa Monica Mountains when it's 115 degrees out. Ah, that's no problem. Um, we have to think, we have to completely rethink how we use our public space. And we have to have better infrastructure so people can take short trips without using a car. See, whether it's electric or gas-powered. So... We should put our energy into redoing how we use our road space to curb pollution and needless death and bring life back into our cities. He doesn't want us traveling anywhere that requires a car, no matter how that car is powered. That's the goal here. The goal from all these progressive activists is to destroy our current way of life. But they're playing the long game. They'll take the compromise of electric cars over the next 15 years, but they're not stopping there. Because, as we've said many times over the years, the electric vehicles are going to do a lot of damage to Earth as well and release a lot of greenhouse gases anyway. But, you know, for the time being, they can all profit off the rackets that they're running. Johnny Kencho, KFI. Well, this uh, apparently was approved by the legislature in June, and uh, there was no coverage of it. This really is nuts. California union members can get a portion of their dues paid by the state. This bill passed and is waiting to do some signature. Do you believe this? Unions charge really high dues. 
because the people who run unions uh, give themselves big salaries. And they spend a lot of money on uh, political donations to bribe politicians. And apparently they've bribed enough politicians with enough money that they, the politicians, have created a law that would potentially give $400 million back to the union workers to cover some of their dues. It would be in the form of a tax credit. You would you would write on your state tax form how much you pay in dues, and then a certain amount would be credited on your taxes. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a $400 million total of credits. Anybody who pays $100 or less a year in dues would be eligible for a credit equal to their dues. So I guess at minimum, all union workers get $100 off their taxes. Um, that, is, that is outrageous. Who knew this was good? So if, <laughs> why, why, are, why is there a tax credit for paying union dues? Why should we, so, so we, I mean, I'm in a union. I have no idea if I'm going to get the $100, but I don't, I don't want the $100. I don't think other people should pay for my obligations. I mean, it, this is crazy. Now, only 16% of the workers in this state are union members. Now, this is not going to poor people here. This is not going to, uh, you know, minimum wage. This is going to anybody who's in a union... I guess no matter how much they're making. This is nuts. So 84% of the non-union workers in this state are going to be subsidizing the 16% that are actually in a union. Is he going to sign this? Is he going to sign this? Of course he's going to sign this. That's nuts. Uh, I mean, you you can deduct union dues already. But this is an out-and-out credit. All right, here's... Uh, speaking of unions, the freight rail companies and their unions did come to a late-night agreement last night. Apparently, the uh, Biden administration uh, brokered the deal. And they came up with some, some compromise. It really was sick leave. That was the problem. They really had a complicated system that made it difficult for the average person to take sick leave or even go to a doctor's appointment on short notice. You had to give the rail carriers 90 days notice. And they only seemed to have uh, about eight slots available for, uh, to give people a day off. And if those slots got filled, then you were out of luck. And it didn't matter if you just suddenly had an emergency. That's really crazy. I mean, they're getting a, a, a decent increase, 24% over five years. And it stretches back to 2020. They're going to get back pay to 2020 uh, because they've been working on this deal for three years. Uh, so they're going to get about $11,000 in a lump sum on average. 
but the, the details have to be voted on by the union members themselves. But the union leaders have agreed to it. And uh, it says the, 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 the workers wanted unpaid leave to visit physicians. So they're getting some of that. And they also got the ability to attend medical appointments without penalty. Because you could risk getting fired if you went to the doctor because you had some sudden illness that had to be treated. Yeah, I've been reading up. I, Like most people, I don't think I knew very much about the life of uh, railroad uh, freight engineers and conductors. And it, it's difficult. You, you, you are well paid, but you spend long periods of time. I was going to say on the road, but it's on the rail. And and so and I got I got an email from somebody in the rail industry, and it, it doesn't it it doesn't seem like a lot of fun, but this was going to uh, shut down the economy, had they uh, not beat the uh, deadline. The deadline would have been midnight tonight. I I don't I don't know how, how I don't know how you could deprive people of some time off to go to a doctor. I mean that just seems something like out of the eighteen uh, nineties. You know, every time I get irritated by unions, and I often do, I uh, then one of these stories pop up, and you realize why they exist, and and they really are useful for industrial purposes. I don't think state bureaucratic uh, cubicle workers ought to be unionized, but the people who work in uh, real heavy industries, like running railroads, they definitely need the protection. And then there's this. You want to be a guest on CNN? Well, they want you to fill out a questionnaire. Because now before they put guests on, they would like a uh they would like uh, uh some kind of detailed background on what you're about. For example, one question is about your political ideology. This they're looking for more diversity and inclusion here. This is this is real. It's a real form. Now, it, it is a voluntary form, but wait till you get to some of the questions here. What's your political ideology? Well, you can put laissez-faire. I mean, I guess that means you don't care. Libertarian, liberal, Leninism, social conservatism, populism, progressivism, Maoism, Marxism, Nazism. Oh, you'll get a lot of you'll get a lot of sp- uh, guest uh, shots on CNN if you check the Nazi box. Actually, you probably will. Um, CNN spokeshole says CNN is committed to representing a variety of voices and perspectives. Yeah, okay. Um, other questions cover race and ethnicity, disability and impairment, sexual orientation, of course, gender identity, religion, nationality, and on and on and on. Um, some of the beliefs is monarchism. I guess you have a belief that there should be a king or queen. I they uh, they also uh, I mean I mean they're going to have a database of every possible variation of all these uh, new gender categories. These are going to be long introductions. I don't know. I, I mean, shouldn't you just be if you're if shouldn't you comment just because you you know the subject? 
that you have an educated, informed opinion on the subject and really why see the thing I have about the sexuality stuff is I really what that is is you're telling me what kind of sex you're having at night and who you're having it with. And I don't want to know this. I don't know. I don't want to know about anybody's sexuality. I don't want to know about anybody's life in their bedroom. And, and that is, that is really what so much of this is about. I mean, if you can explain the rail strike to me and the history of why they won't give doctor's appointments uh, to their employees. Yeah. I'd like to know that. I've been wondering about that for two days, but your, your sexual identity, you're just telling me who you're sleeping with and what you're doing. And I don't I really want to know that no matter what it is. I, just baffled. More coming up. John and Ken Show KFI coming up after 5 o'clock. We're going to go through uh, plane ride by plane ride, bus ride by bus ride, all the insanity today involving a number of governors at war, including our own uh, tin can, Gavin Newsom. Uh, he would like Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, arrested on kidnapping charges. If you think I'm making this up, I'm not. He is so pissed off that they are flying illegal aliens out of Texas and Florida. You know, DeSantis and Newsom both want to be president, and they're squaring off already. In fact, you know, Biden and Trump ought to get out of the way and let these two have at it, because this is this would be wildly entertaining. Uh, DeSantis will, will crush Newsom, because Newsom is completely out of touch with normal people, but it still would be entertaining. Uh, it, it really centers around DeSantis sending two plane loads of illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, which is the very wealthy, very exclusive island playground next to Cape Cod off the coast of Massachusetts. This is where Barack Obama has a $12 million home because of all the hard work he did as president. What did the president make? Like 400000 a year? Then Obama came out and... Uh, they wrote some books. They made Netflix shows that nobody watched. And uh, now he's got a $12 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard. And I just was looking at pictures of it. You could easily house uh, those 50 uh, immigrants on the Obama property. Uh, everyone would have their own room there or their own tent on the lawn. I, 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 anyway, the, the reaction in Martha's Vineyard is priceless. It is too good to be true. There is such a huge, angry overreaction from the local politicians and some of the residents because the last thing that these virtue-signaling hypocrites want are actual illegal aliens. It doesn't matter if they're a sanctuary city. It doesn't matter if they all put up those annoying, obnoxious signs about all the progressive causes they embrace. They actually put signs on the law saying they welcome immigrants and refugees. And then the immigrants and refugees showed up today, and 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 they're, and they're furious. So this is rich. We'll get to it uh, coming up after after five o'clock here on KFI. Um, we're not the uh, and, and and you know you, uh, we mentioned earlier about Karen Bass and the two suspects who stole her guns are being held. Basically, one of them has very high bail; he can't meet, and the other one is being held without bail. And uh, it's really curious why these two burglars are being held rather than being let go like all the other burglars in L.A. County. And we'll get more on that next hour. Uh, on the bail front, uh, there is a guy named Bill King uh, who's uh, written for the Houston Chronicle. He's a businessman and a lawyer. He's been a politician. And he wrote a piece for Real Clear Politics 
to talk about how, well, the headline is, this is not bail reform. This is insanity. Because they're doing the same thing in the Houston area that they're doing here and that they're doing in uh, New York City and San Francisco. They're letting violent criminals out on little or no bail, and then these criminals are going out and uh, killing people. And this happened in, in uh, Harris County, which encompasses Houston. A 37-year-old named Omar Urson went out to pick up takeout for his family. Urson was driving down a highway in Harris County when another car pulled alongside and fired some shots into Urson's car. Urson crashed into a tree and was dead. The DA charged two men, Asim Taylor and Jalen Womack, with Urson's murder. They're about 20 years old. Um, now, Urson was a constable deputy off-duty. Nobody knows if that has anything to do with why he got murdered. If they knew he was a law enforcement officer. But Taylor and Womack were both out on bail pending trials for other felonies. Other felonies. You know what kind of felonies? Taylor had been charged with capital murder. He killed someone during a robbery. Womack was charged with a killing that occurred during a drug deal. They were both out on bail. And the first thing they did is they jumped in a car and killed this uh, deputy cop. Taylor, who killed during the robbery, had a $220,000 bail, but it was lowered to $95,000. Womack, the other guy, had a $35,000 bail, but that was increased to $75,000. But it doesn't matter because bail bondsmen only need 10% to provide the bond. So Taylor only had to come up with $9,500, and Womack only had to come up with $7,500. So they both got out. You know, you could put up property. You could put up a car as collateral. You could put, you know, your mom or dad or somebody else in the family will put it up. It's not hard to get out. Maybe you have a savings account for these purposes. Maybe you, you use the proceeds from the last robbery. Uh and it's a really good piece uh, you should read in realclubpolitics.com because the writer writes he thought that the bail system used to be an anachronism that should be reformed. But he goes, this isn't reform. This is nuts. You let guys out on cheap bail when they've been charged with murder, and of course they go out and murder somebody else because what did we just tell them? We don't care if you kill. No big deal to us. And besides, why wouldn't they disappear if all they put up was $9,000 of bail? All right, we come back. So Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, sends two planes of migrants to uh, Martha's Vineyard, and all hell is broken loose. And, and Gavin Newsom, who is so paranoid about DeSantis and wants to one-up him at every turn, he so desperately wants to be president, this guy's going to burn out before the year is over. All his actions have to do with him running for president. He's actually running to get reelected as California governor, and the state's a hellhole, and he doesn't care because he wants out. He's like Garcetti. They want out.
John and Ken Show, and Mark Reiner has the news, KFI AM640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.